Evening prayer starts on page 21. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Let the whole earth stand in awe of him. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Bear thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with a quiet mind, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall shall forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 15 begins on page 357, and then we'll move to Psalm 46 on 397. Lord, who shall dwell in thy tabernacle, or who shall rest upon thy holy hill? Even he that leadeth an uncorrupt life, and doeth the thing which is right, and speaketh the truth from his heart. He that hath used no deceit in his tongue, nor done evil to his neighbor, and hath not slandered his neighbor. He that setteth not by himself, but is lowly in his own eyes, and maketh much of them that fear the Lord. He that sweareth unto his neighbor, and disappointeth him not, though it were to his own hindrance. He that hath not given his money upon usury, nor taken reward against the innocent. Whoso doeth these things shall never fall. Psalm 46 God is our hope and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will we not fear, though the earth be moved, and though the hills be carried into the midst of the sea. Though the waters thereof rage and swell, and though the mountains shake at the tempest of the same. There is a river, the streams whereof make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most Highest. God is in the midst of her, therefore shall she not be removed. God shall help her, and that right early. The nations make much ado, and the kingdoms are moved, but God hath showed his voice, and the earth shall melt away. The Lord of hosts is with us, the God of Jacob is our refuge. O come hither, and behold the works of the Lord, what destruction he hath brought upon the earth. 
He maketh wars to cease in all the world. He breaketh the bow, bow and nappeth the spear in sunder, and burneth the chariots in the fire. Be still then, and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations, and I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the nineteenth verse of the third chapter of the book of Daniel. Then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and the expression on his face changed toward Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He spoke and commanded that they heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. And he commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent, and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. Look, he answered, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt, and the form of, of the fourth is like the Son of God. Then Nebuchadnezzar went near the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spoke, saying, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came from the midst of the fire, and the satraps, administrators, governors, and the king's counselors gathered together, and they saw these men, on whose bodies the fire had no power. The hair of their head was not singed, nor were their garments affected and the smell of fire was not on them. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him, and they have frustrated the king's word and yielded their bodies that they should not serve their or, nor worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make a decree that any people nation or language which speaks anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces and their houses shall be made an ash heap because there is no other God who can deliver like this. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Here endeth the first lesson. Together Magnificat on page 26. My soul doth magnify the Lord and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Saviour. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. And remembering his mercy hath opened his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, 
Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begin at the 17th verse of the 22nd chapter of the Acts of the Apostles. Now it happened, when I returned to Jerusalem and was praying in the temple, that I was in a trance, and saw him saying to me, Make haste and get out of Jerusalem quickly, for they will not receive your testimony concerning me. So I said, Lord, they know that in every synagogue I imprisoned and beat those who believe on you. And when the blood of your martyr Stephen was shed, I also was standing by, consenting to his death and guarding the clothes of those who were killing him. Then he said to me, Depart, for I will send you far from here to the Gentiles. And they listened to him until this word, and then they raised their voices and said, Away with such a fellow from the earth, for he is not fit to live. Then, as they cried out and tore off their clothes and threw dust into the air, the commander ordered him to be brought into the barracks, and said that he should be examined under scourging, so that he might know why they shouted so against him. And as they bound him with thongs, Paul said to the centurion who stood by, is it lawful for you to scourge a man who is a Roman and uncondemned? When the centurion heard that, he went and told the commander, saying, Take care what you do, for this man is a Roman. Then the commander came and said to him, Tell me, are you a Roman? He said, Yes. The commander answered, With a large sum I obtained this citizenship. And Paul said, But I was born a citizen. Then immediately those who were about to examine him withdrew from him. And the commander was also afraid after he found out that he was a Roman and because he had bound him. Here endeth the second lesson. Together, Nuke Demitis on page 28. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. 
O God, who has prepared for those who love thee such good things as past man's understanding, pour into our hearts such love toward thee, that we, loving thee above all things, may obtain thy promises, which exceed all that we can desire, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good morning, or evening, everyone. It's, uh, it is the evening now. Uh, we're on Saturday, the um, last service in, in the sixth Sunday after Trinity, uh, Saturday after Trinity 6. So when we're remembering, as we look at our, um, our passages today, that in our colic, the sixth Sunday in Trinity, we ask that we might obtain the promises of God. The Psalms point in the direction we need to go to obtain these promises. So Psalm uh, 15 is our Psalm for tonight. Psalm 14 and 15 often go together. Uh, while Psalm 14 focuses on the way of the wicked, Psalm 15 concentrates on the way of the righteous. So these characteristics alternate in the Psalm. They come in triplets of positive and then three negative descriptions. Uh, the way of the faithful person in the Psalm alternates between what he does do, what the things he's supposed to do, three things. He walks uprightly, he works righteousness, and he speaks truth in his heart. And you'll also know the righteous by the three things that they do not do. They do not backbite with their tongue, they do no evil to their neighbor, and they do not take up a reproach against his friend. So those are um, three, you know, three things they do and three things they don't do. So that's who the righteous are. Psalm 46 is uh, often thought of to be the inspiration for Martin Luther's famous hymn, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. And it starts out, God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. Whom then shall I fear? So Psalm 46 um, extols, it, it, it trumpets the adequacy of God in facing threats from nature and nations. So get that from nature and nations. God indeed protects his people upon the earth. And the point is that God provides stability for his people who live in these two exceedingly unstable environments. And if you're wondering what the unstable environment like is like, sometimes um, uh, politically we wonder what's going to happen to us. We hear about our brothers and sisters in other countries, and some of them are facing uh, tribulation at this time or um, being persecuted. So that would be threats of nations. And from nature, we hear of earthquakes, uh, storms, uh, floods, and, um, you know, the things that we have that we have no control over. And so the point of Psalm 46 is that God is, is in control of that and, and rules over all of that. So do we need proof of God being our refuge and our strength? Well, it's really interesting, as we turn to Daniel, we see Sadrach, Meshach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they're thrown into this furnace, which is so hot because the king is so angry that the people throwing into the furnace were consumed and killed by the, by the heat. And we have this great theophany, and a theophany is a visible manifestation to humankind of God. We have a theophany, and King Nebuchadnezzar said, Look, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt 
and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. So um, that would be like the angel of the Lord or whatever presence God took to save these men. But that was a theophany. And so what we see here is God's, um, in both cases, he's, he's ruling over nations, which is the king, but he's also ruling over nature, which is fire. And so there's some proof that God is able. And I remember, um, I can't remember if it was Shadrach or Abednego, and the, and the king said to him, not even your God will be able to deliver you. And I think it was Shadrach, and he said, oh, my God can deliver us. Whether he will or not, we will not bow the knee to you. And I think that's one of the most, um, it's uh, really one of the most inspiring acts of faith, I think, in the Old Testament. I mean, I'm, there's so many, but it's just one that really touches me. So then we move on to Acts. And it's important for us to remember that uh, in obtaining God's promises, it leads us to our telos, which Bishop has often defined as our final goal. And that requires that we go through a fearful door. And uh, that's the last door we go through in this life. And barring his return before that time, we're all going to go through that door. Fortunately, Jesus went through that door and came back and said, Hey, everybody, this is the way to go. Come, come this way. Paul walked in assurance of what was on the other side of that door. And he changed the course of history uh, of the work and, and the church when he asked. Uh, and as they bound him with thongs, Paul said to the centurion who stood by, and his question was, is it lawful for you to scourge a man who is a Roman and uncondemned? This caused him to be sent to Rome, where the gospel spread and continued throughout the whole world. In the end, it cost St. Paul his earthly life, but it led him to the great reward of which he was very, very sure of, absolutely sure of. So if we don't feel maybe as sure as St. Paul about this, remember that he experienced a conversion. And from, from that time, he grew in his knowledge and relationship with Jesus. He became more and more sure of God's promises as he experienced God's grace, mercy, and each time he placed Jesus ahead of the world. So in our life of prayer, we grow to know Jesus more and more. We worry less about what we will eat and what we will wear. And we begin to live more and more in the knowledge and peace of the kingdom of God that is and will be fulfilled. We become still and know that he is God. So just a few thoughts about today's scriptures. Let's move to the intercession on page 590. And accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake I went out 
went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. O God of peace, who has taught us that in returning and rest we shall be saved, in quietness and confidence shall be our strength. By the might of thy Spirit lift us, we pray thee, to thy presence, where we may be still and know that thou art God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. It's incredibly good to be with all of you this evening. Um, peace to you. God bless you. And have look forward to seeing you on this seventh Sunday in Trinity. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. See you tomorrow. Have a wonderful night, everybody. Thank you, Rochelle.